Welcome, Welcome to Pisces Rising. Rising. I'm Ash. And I'm Heather. We want to talk about astrology with you. Go deep or go home. Hello everyone. Welcome to Pisces Rising. Hi everybody. It kind of feels like it's been a long time because we didn't see each other yeah. the last time we did it. Um, so welcome back. Yeah, we were doing that last one through the phone, so. I feel like I'm looking at the phone like I'm looking at an audience. Yeah. Maybe Talking you, to it. You can <laughs> feel like, everyone. Right, I gotta talk to that. You could feel everyone listening in the future. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about your ascending and how the ruling planet of your ascending um, expresses itself by the house that it is in or what you are moving towards in this life based on your ruling planet and where it lies. Yeah, so your rising sign which if you know your birth time, you will know, is it's responsible for putting your whole chart together. You know, that's the starting point of the chart. It's the sign that was coming up on the horizon at the time of your birth. And it's going to assemble all of your houses based on that rising sign and that degree. And it's going to put all of the planets into those houses. So it's really important. It's what constructs your whole chart And so it kind of puts together the whole energy of your life. It's a big part of it. So we're going to go through each of the rising signs, let you know the ruling planet, so you can look in your chart and figure out what you're ascending toward and how you get there. And this could also be coupled with our house episode. So if you, you know, figure out your planet, you can listen to... Um, we might even have an episode on that planet. And then if you refer to the houses, you can kind of even keep building on that detail because we're not going to go through and express how the planet is going to express itself through every house, but just give like a basic idea. Um, and there's many ways by listening to our other podcasts, now that I'm thinking it and saying it out loud, that's an easy way to begin to layer things and put it together for your charts as a whole. That's very true. Yeah, there's... A lot you can piece together at this point. Yeah, it's almost like an app. It's like if you, sometimes <laughs> I've seen videos on YouTube where they're like, you can listen to this one and that one. Yeah. And I don't know that we could actually do that because we just had to kind of go through to see <laughs> what, what episodes we've done on The Ascending. Yeah, we, we've done so many episodes. I think we've done like 56 episodes at this point. So we forget what we've done already and... We had to check. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's just, we'll start with Aries, which would be Mars. Yeah. Aries ascending. Yeah. So yeah, if you have Aries rising, <clears throat> your your ruling planet is Mars. So yeah, the Mars energy is very straightforward, impulsive to the point. It's action oriented. Yeah, and it's going to kind of make. It could make, again, depending on what house, it could make the study energy of your sun with a, with a Mars um, over your... Actually, let me back up a little. The way that I look at ascendings, too, is like the planet over your head. It's almost like you're walking around with the planet in your crown chakra. 
So you can kind of channel the expression of it at any time. So Mars ascending has this fire to it or this like kind of automatic um, aggression or reaction to it that also can come off as very creative but you're always going to be moving. Mars makes you move in whatever house it is. There's going to be a movement, a charge, and a little bit of a angst or a chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always looking for a challenge and ready to act against it at any point. Just very coiled and ready for action. So yeah, if you have Aries rising, you're going to want to look and find what house Mars is in in your chart, what sign Mars is in, and that's going to give you an idea of what energy you can follow to really access the higher energy of Mars. And the higher energy of Mars being being decisive and a good leader and somebody who is not afraid to act, who's courageous and brave. Yep, and also... This can really balance out certain sun situations as well. So just keep that in mind when um, you're listening to this and you're observing people's rising. Because the other thing about the rising is it is the mask that you wear. It is the um, face that you have. So it's interesting because it's a little bit of this mix of channeling the planet but it's also how you're portraying yourself and that's why i think that the ruling planet is really in the crown because there's a detachment from it Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost above you you're you're reaching toward it yeah yeah there's a seeking to the ruling planet because ruling planet is a big deal and a lot of astrologers even begin the first part of their chart readings based on the ruling planet. It's like a lot of times used in teaching astrology. Yes. Yeah, so if you have Taurus rising, you feel ready to move on? Yep. Yeah. If you have Taurus rising, your ruling planet is Venus. And, you know, Taurus rising is a softer energy. It's a bit slower moving it's more like languid and sensual and in the body and more about observing beauty rather than getting to direct action it loves to receive and it there is a mellowness to it Um, it's not necessarily unreactive but it can be uninitiative and it's much more in the present moment yeah, exactly. There's less planning. It's more of a moving to see how you feel in each moment, what feels good, moving toward pleasure. The other thing we should mention is the Venus is also Libra's ruling planet yes. as well. So Libra and Taurus, this is going to connect to. So for the Libras and the Taurus, you want to see what house your Venus is in. Yes, and that'll show you how to access the higher side of Venus, which is harmony, uh, balance in relationships, creativity, 
and just sort of tapping into all that is beautiful in the world and appreciating it. Yeah, your home, your home life, and what gets expressed there. I don't, I don't want to say how you spend your money, but there, there is a, there can be a generous expression to it. There can also be a, again, Venus is not impulsive, but it can overdo it. Yeah, there can be a little bit of a, an extravagance there. Yeah. You know, and that, that might also depend on the house and the expression of it as to, like, if it's, you know, gluttonous or if it's minimal. Um, but I feel like Venus ruling planets, people are attracted to you. And that's one of the reasons you don't have to take as much initiative because somebody could come to you with initiative because there's a glow. Mars has a fire, but Venus has a glow. Yeah. Usually people with Taurus rising are very, like, attractive in some way. There's something about them that draws people in. Full features, too. Yeah. Um, I find Libras kind of have full features, too, like, you know, big hips, not big like fat but like um you know hourglass you know um and like kind of set cheekbones you know not necessarily full but prominent um but yeah venus is a very pleasurable planet to have as your rising sign yeah it's gonna offer you a lot of gifts and creative abilities i think too so Gemini um, and Virgo would be Mercury. Yep. So if you have Gemini or Virgo rising, look to where Mercury is in your chart, what sign it's in, what house it's in. That's going to show you how to utilize that mercurial energy and tap into the higher side of those signs. Mercury is all about wit and communication and intellect, logic, the flow of ideas from their inception to the sharing of the idea that's all mercury travel and a lot of the times it's going to hang with the sun so mercury is going to be a little bit more of an amplified ruling planet yes that's true it's going to really connect to a curiosity and desire to learn and research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to take in information and... Liking technology, I think, would be another one. Yeah. Having a desire to like, understand, and work in technology. And also, en- engineering-type things, like building and mapping with Mercury, I think is really big. Yeah. So you're rising, being a Mercury rising person, you might notice you collect maps or you are a map maker or you can visualize um, places and compartments of things or maybe the way something would be organized um, and really... One thing we don't talk a lot with Mercury is service, but there is a level of service there, just like there is in Virgo. And the 
services information. It's not emotional service, but it is going to be the way that you help people. So for Mercury rising people, I feel like these would be really easy to spot. Yeah. In the sense of not Gemini Virgo, but in the sense of Mercury, like the um, kind of data and information. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's like a a hunger for it, you know? They're always searching. Yeah. And you might be called the nerds, too. Yeah. But it's really the way that Mercury expresses passion. So it might be being more excitable than, like, the passion of Venus. Like, you see the passion more verbally as opposed to the Venus drawing attraction. Right, right. Yeah, it's a little more... It's it's more mentally focused, for sure. I feel like there's a lot that could be said about Mercury now that we're talking about it. But yeah. we should move on because I don't want to get down a rabbit hole. Because yeah. I'm really starting to, like, think in all the ways. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're tapping into that Mercury energy. Yep. So if you have Cancer rising, you're ruling planet or planetary body is the moon that's kind of a lot yeah soft nurturing motherly tender but maybe even a little bit afraid of leaving your house because of sensitivity and vulnerability yeah and i also think with the moon as you're rising You might not necessarily be a weak person, but other people are going to treat you like a weak person. Yeah, they're going to underestimate you. Yeah. So you might have other kind of really strong things in your chart, but when that mask is like very Cancerian and the moon is your ruling planet, it might be like, oh, I'm kind of attracting these weird people or people that always need help or always need to be nurturing, but also being really sensitive and One of the major reasons for houses is to contain the energy and to kind of hold the expression of it. So the moon is like pouring a glass of water on somebody's face. It's so watery that even in a containment of a house, it's going to like bleed through all the houses and have so many varieties. Like I I feel like moon, moon ascendings, they even know this so much about themselves their face can't their face is going to be the authentic yeah you're feeling something you can't hide it there's no poker face at all but you want to hide it yeah because it's the moon you desperately want to so there's a thing with other people when the moon is your rising that makes the reflection and the collective feel so much stronger that the house is really particularly important for the moon because that's where you're going to retreat and it needs retreat but it's also because it's the moon it's going to be hard for it to retreat because it's always growing and fading with light and it's so connected to the water right it's going to feel different often and yeah there could be some melancholy here but if you look again to the house and sign that the moon is in that's going to show you how to access the more positive qualities which are more about flow and intuition and like beautiful harmony with your emotions and in your inner world and feeling peaceful and at one with yourself and the world around you you just made me feel better about it oh good (laughs) 
I could say actually a lot about the moon too, but I feel like we, with that, we got the really important stuff out. Yeah, we can always dive more into these later. So then Leo. Yeah, Leo rising has the mm-hmm. sun. Wow, that's so much. It's almost more Leo than Leo. You know what I mean? It's like extra. Because it's the sun. Yeah. It's, yeah, again, that's that's almost something where the house was not necessarily are going to fall away, but the light of the sun is going to dominate almost the, the radiance of the sun. So, like, even in the dark, even if your sun is on the lower half yeah. of it and it's in the dark, that is going to kind of feel like an eclipse or a crossover of energies like that power in the dark is going to be very it could be uncomfortable but it's going to be very powerful regardless because the sun is close it's giant it's you know there's so much to it it's the fire and the solar energy of life and also like you're going to have your sun sign and then your sun sign being your ruling planet that individual that has this is going to have a lot of really bright energy they are it's not going to be possible for you to hide really when you enter a room people are going to notice you they're going to come up to you you even if you are more introverted you're going to have a hard time retreating you know people are going to find you they're going to see you they're going to compliment you they're going to notice you yep and you're carrying fire so you're carrying this energy so they're also going to kind of come at you with um a reflection of the brilliance you're radiating which is kind of cool um it is very life of the party like and if you are more introverted you're the person that can go and make a friend anywhere so it's like an introversion without worry yeah exactly yeah you always have that ability at your disposal so yeah if you look to the house and sign that your son is in that's going to show you how to access the powerful positivity of the sun and to be able to like wield that light intentionally rather than just kind of all over the place which could be a lot to hold yeah and you probably are put in situations where you have to be in charge a lot yeah. Because the solar energy is so big from, yes. again, the sun and what your sun sign is and having your ruling planet be the sun. Yeah. Which is only Leo. It's not shared. No. So Virgo's ruling planet we already did. I would also say to look at your Chiron just because if you've listened to this podcast before, you know me. I think that Chiron should be the ruling planetary body of Virgo. Yeah. That's just going to give you a little extra color. Look at your Mercury and your Chiron just for fun. Yeah, I've done that since you suggested that. Yeah. Many times now. and I Yeah, I also kind of think that Libra should have the some of the asteroids as, as its ruler, just because I feel like nothing needs to share anymore, personally. Yeah, and Libras are so into sets that, you know, yeah, exactly. I can see the, you know, some of the other asteroids. And just kind of that feminine energy of, like, some of the asteroids, like Ceres and Vesta and, like, all that, like, female power, like, Pallas, Athena. It's just, that's very Libran to me. Yeah, because it's the stories and the dynamics and the mythology. And the other thing, too, is, like, 
Demetri George, people who just read asteroids or go into asteroids, it is surprisingly detailed, just as detailed, if not more, as the planets. So, like, you can figure out relationships with asteroids. That's where people look to see their relationships. Hence, Libra, asteroid, another great one. Yeah. Ash, totally. I like it. Okay. So, Scorpio, your ruler is Pluto, Scorpio rising. Quiet. Intense. Penetrating. You know, I, I feel like Plutonian risings come off as, when Pluto's your ruling planet, you come off as cautious and skeptical. Yeah. People might be intimidated of you just because of the energy that's being put off. There's so much in your, your aura. You're just radiating this intensity. So other people respond to that and usually give you space. People will back up from a, a Scorpio rising. Yeah. And the Plutonian fear is like, it's not something bad's going to happen, but it is a deep understanding that shifting or dark spells can happen at any moment and go really deep. So there's a comfort there. There's a comfort with the darkness, with Plutonian risings, but there's also this slow to trust contemplative energy that they carry. So you'll notice with Scorpio risings, their sun and their moon can be in a bright place, but you can really feel the shift. Yeah. When the rising, when Pluto like kind of takes over that energy because it becomes heavy and it almost like weighs down their face. Yeah, it is a heavy energy and it's kind of a, a darkness. Like they're able to sort of retreat into the shadow pretty easily. They can move into that kind of like I don't know, just kind of the darkness. They're not afraid of the darkness. Um, but yeah, like the Pluto energy, the higher side of that Pluto energy is transformation, fearlessness, and the ability to um, like courageously move into the shadow in order to transmute it to light. So I think that looking toward your Pluto can show you how to do that and how to um, maybe open up your aura to be a, a little more harmonious with your the rest of your chart yeah there's ruminating there too and i wonder for scorpio risings if that if if because it's your rising and say you're you know not a scorpio but there's like no conjunction at all with a pluto ascending if you actually are in touch with the feeling of rumination or if it's just portrayed as rumination does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like I feel as an empath from every single Scorpio rising I know, and I know a ton. I love Scorpio risings, actually. I feel a sense of rumination from them, like that churning in my body. It kind yeah. of feels like a heart squeeze. And um, they are always a calm, collected way of coming off, and it's just something. It's not even nerves. It's just something that I, like, notice. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you're thinking way more deeper than what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder if they're just coming off that way or if they're really thinking way more deep. Because, for, for example, a Gemini sun with a Scorpio rising, you know, are they, is that Gemini really, the Gemini is not ruminating. No, the Gemini is processing, but they're not, like, deeply ruminating. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then Sag, Jupiter? Yep, Sag rising, Jupiter will be your ruler, which is nice. That's a nice one to have, I think. It's similar to the sun. Yeah, it's going to be big and expansive. Yeah. I, I'm, I might be biased. I just love Jupiter. Um, Fame, expansion, generosity. Um, spirituality, even. Or just interest in expanding your mind, expanding your horizons. Um, and I think Jupiter is one of those signs that's going to fit like a glove in literally any house. Because part of Jupiter is kind of being adaptable or go oh, with yeah. the flow. Yeah, it's going to be a big energy, but it's going to work pretty well anywhere. I mean, Jupiter is a very positive planet, so wherever you have it, you're going to be able to utilize it. Um, You know, it's possible with the Sagittarius rising, with that Jupiter energy, that you could be, like, a lot. Like, you know, people could find you to be a really big personality, which could be a lot for some people. But if you move into that direction of the higher side of Jupiter, that's more about, like, inclusion and generosity so i think that that's like the other side of that coin yeah was that rude <laughs> no not at all no i think it's good to talk to the other side of that coin about jupiter because it's hard to see that side yeah you know definitely it's also like the shiny new toy yeah And gets bored easily. Yes. Yeah, gets bored, needs a lot of novelty, a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's not necessarily, like, a gluttony aspect, but there might be, like, an aspect of, like, oh, this is disposable without even knowing it. Because because it's definitely not, there's nothing really ill-intentioned about it no it's just they want to experience as much of life as they can and so they can be a bit like all right let's play with this for a while and then throw that toy away and get a new one yeah um what do we have now Capricorn. yeah that's saturn yeah so capricorn rising having saturn as your ruler is going to give you discipline responsibility people are automatically going to look at you like you're in charge and they're going to probably pile more responsibility on you even if you don't want it or they're going to look at you like your dad yeah you know like dad and i have to like follow your rule or something yeah exactly there's not it's not the most fun energy being projected but it's it's definitely like disciplined and uh, ambitious and focused. Do you think there's time policing in this too? Yeah. Yeah. My son always is like, it's very important for me to know times and structure. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Capricorn's son with Virgo rising. So it's, that energy is very important and it is very like, click, click. Um, and also, there is something, with that being said, that is what makes Saturn feel comfortable knowing when something is going to happen and having it unfold because Saturn is never going to be like a brilliant bright planet but like Ash was saying earlier it like accomplishes thing it's like you you are getting all the tasks and there's I actually don't know about the rising being a Capricorn 
But I, I am going to say this for the sun. I think I have to think about it a little more in the rising. So maybe you can think about this too, Ash, and we can mm-hmm. talk about it. But there's a, a joy in the discipline. Mm-hmm. So that's where the planet and the person experiences gratification, the task being done. Yeah. Um, for example, one of my favorite Capricorns, Jason Bateman, who I think I've mentioned this before, I just watched the end of Ozark and his process in making it. And he always comes off as monotone, but he was talking about making it and finishing it. You could see the brightness. And when people were like having gratitude, you know, it was still very Saturn. Yeah. It was still very serious, but it was serious in a softer way. Yeah. So it wasn't like the monotone energy. And because the shift was so strong in the kind of visual of it, I mean, still subtle, but for somebody who pays attention to astrology, strong. It's like, wow, this is this is Saturn really enjoying a task well done. Like, it just kind of softens where it's just, like, less rigid. Yeah. But Saturn is about doing the task. And then when the task is done, there is a pleasurable side to it or yeah. a gratification gratitude gratitude yeah exactly gratitude. that's when they're able to really experience gratitude it's hard for them yeah. to fully do that when they're in in the work still or even if they haven't begun the work they're going to have a hard time they need to be moving toward a goal capricorn rising especially and for those saturn and earth houses you're really going to feel that energy that we just talked yeah. about yeah um, Aquarius rising, your ruler is Uranus. Electricity. This is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. My friend refers to it as zaps. Like, yeah. all of a sudden she gets zapped. Like, her car just sets on fire. You know? Yeah. And, which is a true story. And just, and again, and, and this is one of, this is, this, I would say Uranus falls away in the house completely. It doesn't really matter what house Uranus is in. It's going to feel like lightning and random no matter what because it cannot be controlled yeah exactly you almost just have to the way to work with this is to just be okay with it it's like to be okay and welcome the surprise because you can't really control this energy instant surrender yeah exactly and oh sorry when you when you get struck by lightning it affects all the houses oh yeah when it strikes it like is an earthquake through every single house shaking everything up all the other planets up exactly and yeah there's no there's no real way to contain it exactly and it can be inspiring it can bring along a needed change of perspective it can bring along a beautiful new thing into your life but you just almost need to lean back into that see yeah what becomes of it yeah it's definitely not always really bad sometimes it can be really good winning the lottery gambling and having things really go your way um yeah like a jupiter uranus transit would probably be like that yeah because it's luck but random yep but it's never simple and it's never like oh that happened and one thing you'll notice too about um aquarius risings or iranian ruled people is they're they're kind of used to it so they're just like oh yeah i got into a car accident the other day you know, there is a similar detachment to it, almost like close to Saturn, almost Capricornish. Yeah. Um, they can't stand when things are boring. That's 
the true about most of them, I would say. Yeah, so Uranus, you, you're you not going to be like, why is this always happening to me? Uranian-ruled people are not like, why is this happening? They're just like, it happened, and now I'm going to deal. Exactly. Yeah, and they can get bored or restless easily when things aren't doing that because, you know, Uranus isn't going to be, like, poking them all the time, but it will happen, and they can handle it. They almost would. They almost thrive in that, you know? Yeah. In the change and the and the the wild energy of it. Yeah, it's the peace and the chaos. Yeah. Energy for sure. And then finally you got Pisces rising. Hmm. Neptune is the ruler. We know something about this. Yeah. So it's definitely a spiritual energy. It's compassionate, it's open-minded, non-judgmental, but it's also a bit uh disconnected from the physical world. A little um, head in the clouds, daydreamy. Similar to the moon in the houses, but but spacier. Yeah. Way spacier. Yeah, a little bit um, dissociated from the body. Yes. And strangely enough, unreactive. Yes. Yeah, like can handle pretty much anything that happens, isn't going to hold grudges, really. Yeah, like, with the with the moon, it was, like, kind of on the face subconsciously. Yeah. With Neptune, because you're detached and you're, like, it kind of has that same surrender as something we just said, like, of Uranus. Yeah. Right? It has that same surrender of, like, well, this is what's happening, so I'm just going to instantly adapt to it. Yes. Um, so with Neptune, it could be a little shape-shifty looking, too. And literally changing your style a lot. Or, like, emanating, like, having these, like, temporary phases of, like, oh, I'm the color blue for the next three months or whatever. And, like, noticing that. And then having it completely, like, (laughs) die out and going into something else. But, but... the weird, the weirdest thing that I've realized lately about Neptune is the care but not care. You you care and you have unconditional love, but there's not a judgment or container, and you don't necessarily like. You could, and I don't know if this is because I'm a Pisces Sun, and I'm just gonna give an example of what I do: um, Pisces Sun or Pisces Rising, and I, I think it comes from both. But I could totally see where Pisces Rising would have this like. You could not like me, and I would still help you if I, if I knew I could, without judgment, without even thinking about it, whether it, it was something I said or whatever. Like, I don't, like, it's almost like sometimes when I see people, it's like I see soul, and that soul just needs some sort of nourishment. And if the brain or there's animosity coming at me, I just look at it as like, oh, that's animosity, but it's not really mine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's resentment. They have a lot going on. Like, they don't like me because they're in pain, you know. And I don't need to be anybody's friend. I could care less about that. But I could still help or have some sort of compassion for what the person needs regardless of the daggers. Yeah. And that's Neptune. It's like regardless of the daggers, there is a deep understanding of what the soul and the emotional energy wants which is usually weird and fucking kinky and dark and deep so there needs to be a detachment from the outcome or caring whatever that yes is and therefore 
the Neptune energy probably doesn't take anything personally because they care so much about the big picture that they don't necessarily care about the attack or the things happening. I think that that's true. I can kind of see that in myself as well. My All my Leo stuff, like my Leo sun and Mars is going to, you know, be a little bit more ego wounded if someone doesn't like me, but I'm still going to be nice and, you know, do what I can to alleviate that you know, if the person needs it. And I can also see those things that you talked about, like see the soul beneath and not mm-hmm. judge too much. Um, but there's also the part of me that does get like pretty fired up. That's the Leo. But the Neptune being, I think, the place I aspire to be seated, you know. And the getting fired up, is that just like getting fired up temporarily and then the Neptune comes and dissolves it? Or do you like stay like fired up no i don't stay fired up that's just often a reaction that i then work through to get to the neptune yeah that's an interesting way thing too to see the split of it because i have a very hard time experiencing my rising sometimes because it's the same so to me it's like one big fluid thing i'm never like is that my rising or my sun i'm always like it's the pisces part of my chart because they're conjunct they're big it's like a you know like a waterfall constantly yeah yeah it's moving so i can't be like oh that's that i can be like oh that's my mercury and aries yeah as far as my rising and my sun it's a big blob to me well yeah if they're conjunct they're kind of acting as one yeah and also conjunct in neptune which is already a fucking blob yeah it's blobby yeah it's amorphous it's kind of like i keep thinking about I don't know if you watched this show, but the show on Nickelodeon, Alex Mack from the 90s, she would be able to, like, blob out into, like, a watery puddle because she went to some, Was like, it a cartoon or a- No, it was a live action. And, um, yeah, like, she almost just looked like this, like, silvery metallic puddle and she could, like, go under doors and stuff. Um, that's to me is Neptune. It's just blobby and it can move through solid things. Yeah, that that instant dissolve yeah. and kind of coming back to matter. Yeah, <laughs> like when you really get into it, you know. I was. I'll keep this really quick. It's just another Neptune description. But I was like listening to music the other day, and experiencing. So to back up, I was thinking about how when you're tripping and you look in the mirror and your face is like unsymmetrical and kind of droops. Yeah. Right? So then sometimes I look in the mirror and I feel like my face is like that, not on any drugs at all. Yeah. And I wonder if it's the molecular structure kind of breaking down because of some sort of ascending process. So I look really unsymmetrical because my, you know, my, my, I'm maybe having a certain vibration where I'm kind of falling apart because I'm lightening up. Yeah. And I was listening to music and the music was, I think it was Harry Styles, the times of the... And the, the actual sound was making me feel like I was floating, the, the instrumental oh, wow. part. I was, and I felt like I was floating as I was thinking about this drooping face. Oh, wow. And I could begin to kind of feel myself vaporize and slip out. So, yeah. like, Neptune is like, you can become no matter. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can do, like, you were talking about that woman in the, car, in the, in the show slipping under yeah. that, that dissolve. Like, Neptune is the molecular structure breaking down. Yeah, exactly. Which I think can be really cool. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us. Let us know if you have requests for future episodes. We love that. Till right, next time. Bye.
for listening to Pisces Rising. You can find us on Instagram at Pisces Rising Podcast. Email us, PiscesRisingPodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Have a magical day.